On the back of a three-point weekend, the Blue Jackets are very quietly putting together some pretty good hockey, and we're going to talk about that. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Foster, here to bring you news stories, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also over on YouTube. We're really close to another milestone, so if you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. It helps me out, it helps you out, everybody wins. I also want to let you know, just before we get started, that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So let's talk about the hockey, because the Blue Jackets have had a handful of very good games, honestly. Um, stretching all the way back to, uh, honestly, stretching all the way back to uh, the end of the All Star break. They've been playing some pretty good hockey. The two win, uh, a win and a loss against Toronto. That uh, loss to the Devils with like a second left in regulation. Um, I think still was a pretty good game, especially in terms of goaltending. Um, and then they've uh, they've got points in three straight. So they beat the Winnipeg Jets. Playoff team, they beat the Dallas Stars, very good playoff team, and then lost in overtime to the Arizona Coyotes because, of course, that's how that's how it goes sometimes. The Blue Jackets uh, are playing well against playoff teams, and then, and not to say that they didn't play well last night against the Coyotes, we're going to talk about that game in a minute, but they seem to be playing, again, they're doing that thing where they play to the level of their opponent, which I don't hate, but it can get frustrating, especially um, at this point in the season. Blue Jackets, I feel like, are poised and ready to do that thing where they go on a heater at the end of the season, lift up a couple of steps in the standings and therefore down in the draft rankings. But it's fine. I don't I'm not worried that the Blue Jackets are gonna suddenly end up drafting like twelfth overall or something. They're still gonna be at the very, very least top five. But let's talk about the games. Let's start off talking about the the Stars game, which was honestly the maybe the best game I've seen them play for a while. Honestly, um, I thought the the game against Winnipeg was good, but the game against Dallas I thought was extremely good. Um, really, really good to see uh, Liam Foody get his first NHL goal. Uh, it took him sixty three games, I think. Um, it is very funny that he has, like, this is his first regular season goal. He actually scored a goal against the Leafs in the playoff bubble in that weird series that is neither playoffs nor regular season. So I still don't really know where those stats go. I assume playoff stats, but... um, So, yeah, he scored then and then hasn't scored in the regular season for a couple of seasons now. So really great to see him get his first NHL goal. It's been coming. He's looked really good the past couple of weeks. um, And... I, uh, I'm enjoying watching him play. Um, he's been getting more and more ice time. Uh, he got 
12 and a half minutes in this game, which is more than he's gotten in a little while, I think. So it's uh, it's good to see. You know, the kids are the kids are coming along. He's not as having as good of a season or as flashy of a season as, you know, Karol Marchenko or um, Ken Johnson, but he's he's coming along and I think he's going to be a really nice depth piece for this team if he can figure it out and if he can keep that momentum going. Um, honestly, the star of the show in this game was um, was actually Mathieu Olivier, which is not a, a sentence that I say often, if at all, that might be the first time I've said it. Uh, he had a 3.9. He had a goal and two assists, um, scored the 3-1 goal with like five minutes left in the third period to basically put the game on ice, uh, assisted on the game winner from Boquist and the empty netter from Eric Robinson, which um, actually didn't, the puck didn't go in the net. That was a, something I hadn't seen in a while was um, Robinson got taken down on the way to the empty net. And so they basically just decided instead of a penalty, what we'll do is we'll award you the goal straight up because it's, I think the ruling is if the puck was going to go in the net without direct interference from the other player, then they're counting it as a goal instead of a penalty. So, hey, they'll take it. Eric Robinson will take it. That's his fifth of the season. And the Blue Jackets win 4-1. Um, and honestly, a pretty dominant performance looking at the looking at the stats. They outshot them. 36 to 29, uh, the face-offs, they had 54% of the face-offs. Um, strong performances from uh, Corrali and Jenna. Jenna, 65% on face-offs. Um, this was, I believe, the first game without Johnny Cadreau. Uh He's day-to-day with a lower body injury. Um, and honestly, the guys the guys stepped up uh, in, in his absence. Like I said, seeing... Um, Matthew Olivier have a good game is really promising. Robinson had a good game. Uh, Crowley had a good game as well. Actually, that third line was was uh, pretty pretty good. Like I said, Crowley sixty one percent on faceoffs. Um, they're still getting more ice time than I would like, honestly. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Robinson with almost twenty minutes. Olivier with almost nineteen. Crowley with uh, eighteen twelve. Um, I was curious as to why Sean Corrali didn't get any penalty kill time and then realized that uh, he was the only player on the Blue Jackets that took a penalty. Um, a really, really low interference game. Um, one Blue Jackets penalty, one Dallas penalty, um, and I don't believe either of them scored on it. So the Blue Jackets penalty kill continues to do well. The uh, power play continues to do power play things, although Patrick Lainey scored on it last night. We're going to talk about that uh, game, like I said, in a minute. But... For a, a game against a team like the Stars, who are an extremely good team, are uh, probably one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Um, some really promising hockey. The the goaltending as well. Uh, Jonas Corposalo, a nine six six, made twenty seven of twenty eight saves. He continues like his his trade stock is just going up and up and up. Do they trade him? I don't know. But if they do, he's really giving. Um, this team a chance to get something quite good in return. Um, again, I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but if it is, then good job. You know, it's Corposalo. Um, and honestly, Elvis has been playing pretty well these past couple of games as well. Uh, so all in all, really, really good game against the Dallas Stars. Um, you love to see it. You love to see that fourth line be um, offensively chipping in instead of just like 
grinding and frankly taking penalties um you know really really great to see that and uh overall i'm gonna give that game an a good job guys um in a minute we're gonna talk about the game last night against the coyotes a 3-2 overtime loss because of course they lose to the coyotes but first i have got to tell you about uh one of my favorite sponsors uh it is our newest sponsor it is fanduel uh the midway point of the nba season is here and that's the perfect time to get involved with fanduel they are america's number one sports book and if you're a new customer don't worry because you are going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. And that means if your first bet doesn't win, you get bonus bets back up to that $1,000. So if you drop $1,000 on your first bet and it doesn't win, you get that back in bonus bets. It's win-win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, threes drained, uh, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to win. Um, if you want to bet on any other sport, you can do that as well. If you want to put some money on Blue Jackets winning their next game, which I believe is Thursday against the Minnesota Wild, you can do that at FanDuel. And they let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Now, let's talk about the game last night, which was, again, a pretty good game, I thought. Um, They outshot the Coyotes. They outperformed the Coyotes, unfortunately. Over time, um, it was the, the winning goal was a, a really nice shot, honestly. it uh, I don't know what Elvis was supposed to do on that. Uh, frustrating, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm not mad. Uh, annoying to get one point when you could have had both of them, but from going 2 nothing down to tying the game, uh, great to see Boone Jenner get a goal, great to see Patrick Lyon score on the power play. Um, Boone Jenner's cruising, and, and again, I'm just going to knock on wood before I say this, because I feel like I said this last year and then he immediately got injured, cruising towards his first 20-goal uh, season in a while. Line a has 16 goals on the season as well. Um, for a guy that's missed half the season, he's uh, he's really doing well. He's on like some kind of insane hot streak as well. Uh, Patrick Line is... Uh, he's got like 12 points in his last eight games or something. He's very quietly on uh, a little bit of a heater. He's got 35 points on the season, uh, 16 goals, 19 assists on pace for 56 points, uh, which would be uh, a, which would tie his uh, total from last season. uh, And that would be his highest as a blue jacket. So uh, great to see him. Like I said, great to see him. Coming back, he's had a rough couple of seasons due to injuries and whatnot, and uh, great to see him performing well. I thought he had a really good game. Uh, I thought that that whole top line had a really great game, actually. Um, looking at the 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 fancy stats uh, from from Natural Stat Trek, in all situations, the Blue Jackets had fifty seven percent of the shot attempts, and that top line of um, that top line of Jenna, Marchenko, and Line, uh, 
did did really well. Boonjana had 57%. Uh, Marchenko had 56%. Line A struggled a little bit, had 44%, but I think that goal really helped. Um, Andrew Peake had a surprisingly good game. Uh, I say surprising, that, that sounds bad. Um, Andrew Peake had uh, led the team in Corsi with 60%. He had 29, or he was on the ice with 29 attempts for 19 against in 22 minutes ice time. That's great. I think Pika struggled at times this season. So, like I said, great to see him get get that. Um, it was good to see Sillinger uh, and Johnson as well. Uh, they got about 12 minutes of ice time each after getting seven-something the, the game before. After, Frankly, they, had, they didn't have great games against Dallas, but they had pretty good games against Arizona. So great to see them rewarded for that. Again, Cole Sillinger sitting at 60%. Kent Johnson sitting at 56% in terms of Corsi. Uh, both, like I said, both strong games from those guys. Um, all in all, like I said, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good game. Um, goaltending, the the stats of the goaltending are not going to be as good. But I think Elvis had a fine game. Uh, he made 21 of 24 saves. Um, that last goal, like I said, it was it was a tough shot. It was a good, sh- good, a good shot. Um, and frustrating but the other goalie had a really great game uh made 36 of 34 saves nope made 34 of 36 saves even uh for 944 connor ingram is uh having a having a pretty good pretty good season uh i believe he's the goalie that just set the record for like most saves in a shutout against uh for the coyotes or something i don't know but he's he's having a pretty good stretch of games um the coyotes i believe that's like a nine game point streak for them which uh is great for them and also great for us because it's taking them out of the uh bedard sweepstakes which they were going to be they were going to be mixed into it but i think they are now sixth in the draft rankings so we'll see how that goes again the blue jackets outperformed uh they outface after they outshot scored on the power play didn't concede on the penalty kill so a great night for special teams um, ice time still a little bit screwy, but another strong night from Boone Jenner, 65% on face-offs. Cole Sillinger, 63% on face-offs. Um, again, like, like I said, it was, it's been a, a solid weekend. Three points is, three or four points is nothing to complain about. Um, frustrating to lose to the Coyotes, I think, but... It wasn't as bad. I, I think that was the, the game against the, the first game against the Coyotes. The one at Nation, I think, was the first minute. The first game where I was like, "Oh, maybe the Blue Jackets are in a little bit of trouble." Hicks. I feel like it was like a seven, a seven four win or or something for the Coyotes in Nationwide. It just kind of went really, really badly for the Blue Jackets. So good to see them bounce back from that uh, and almost get the win in uh, in Mullet Arena. But I'm not mad about. I'm not mad about losing. First of all. Um, because the effort is there, and that's kind of what I'm looking at at this point in the season, is the effort. Because whether you win or lose at this point is kind of meaningless. Um, I think the Blue Jackets have been bad enough this season that they're probably about where they're going to finish in the standings. You know, barring if they go on a sudden heater and win like 20 games in a row, um, which they're they're not going to do, but barring that, they're probably going to be sitting about where they are in the standings by the end of the season. So I'm not looking for wins losses i'm looking for effort i'm looking for good individual performances like patrick line who like i said is uh, is on a pretty good little streak let's see if i can find what he's uh what he's doing at 
the minute. Um, in his last five games, he's in his last four games, he's got four points, uh, two goals, two assists, and he's only in his last ten games, he's gone pointless in four of them. So since January nineteenth. He's had six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen points in in thirteen games. He's a point per game basically since January nineteenth, which is, like I said, really great to see. Um, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for good individual performances. Hopefully, Gaudreau comes back soon. Day to day is day to day might be the worst of the. Um, of the ones because it could mean two days and it could mean two weeks, you know, uh, because that's really like week to week. You're like, okay, two, three weeks maybe, but day to day, I'm like, okay, he could come back tomorrow, he could come back next week. So hopefully he's back soon. The Blue Jackets have got two days off, three days off until their next game. So uh, hopefully they can uh, they can figure out where he is, maybe get him back on the ice. Um, I know Chinakov has been skating recently as well, so hopefully he's close to returning, which is which will be really great to see. He was having a really good season before he got hurt. And uh, the trade deadline marches closer. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute. First, I've got to tell you about uh, our next partner, which has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was feeling tired all the time. I was having a bunch of like indigestion. It wasn't fun. And I heard about AG1 and was like, oh, okay, let's see. Let's see what this is about. I've been taking it for, I think, over a year now, and I I really love it. Uh, it has this kind of tropical taste that I look forward to every morning. It makes me feel so much better, and uh, it's it's just really, really great. It's made my mornings uh, immeasurably better. I don't have to take a handful of vitamins every morning. It's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, for gut health, immune system, aging, focus, like recovery. You can take it after you go to the gym, like all of these things. Um, and right now it's time to reclaim your health and I'm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. There's no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's have a quick chat about the trade deadline um, because there's really only one player that's getting mutters at the minute obviously with Gus Nyquist going down to injury missing the rest of the season he's off the table um Colpasalo I'm again still undecided on do they move him for a haul do they keep him because Elvis is underperforming at the minute I don't know um the one player that we're pretty sure is going to be moved is Vladislav Gavrikov he's getting a ton of interest uh, the Bruins are interested the Kings are interested uh, the Oilers are supposedly interested um and Apparently, Yamo is just not moving on his asking price, uh, which I believe last I heard was a first round pick and a prospect. But I have also heard a first, a third and a fourth um, last night, I believe, or maybe the night before I saw on Twitter from a, sort, a reputable uh, source that apparently he has a trade in place, but they're holding fire 
for a little while. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen to Gavrikov. I don't know where he's going to go, but I am pretty sure that we're going to get a pretty good piece back for him, whether that is just a first-round pick, whether that is a second-round pick and a decent prospect. Um, it's tough to say. I personally think I would like, I would take the first-round pick over a prospect in a second, personally. Um, but again, it depends on the team. Like, I would take a, I would probably take a prospect from Boston. I would take a first-round pick from LA, just because I feel like that first-round pick from LA is probably going to be a little bit lower than Boston, unless Boston does, uh, gets the President's Trophy curse and just bombs out in the playoffs. That seems pretty hard to, to imagine, but stranger things have happened. Hello, Tampa Bay Lightning, circa 2019, you know? Um, but it'll be, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Gavrikov. I don't want him to move. Um, what, I, what I did see, actually, was um, that teams are complaining that Yarmo's price is too high. And also, Gavrikov apparently isn't interested in discussing an extension with another team. So I think he's basically just going to wait and see where he goes and then make his move in free agency. Maybe he comes back to the Blue Jackets, maybe goes somewhere else. But he, he loves to be a Blue Jacket. Uh, he was drafted here. He has been a really good piece of this team for a few, for quite a few years now. So it'll be sad to leave him. I'm sure he'll be sad to leave Columbus and maybe he'll do the, the free agent thing where he leaves for a first round pick and then just immediately comes back and signs as a UFA in the summer. But either way, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Gavrikov and uh, hopefully, hopefully soon, because I don't like that he's sitting for trade reasons. Like I understand it, but I feel like it's setting a, a, a precedent almost the coyotes are doing the same thing with jacob chikrin and it's frustrating to say the least for me i imagine it's even more frustrating for the players who are kind of stuck in this limbo of is it today is it tomorrow is it what's happening so um we'll keep you up to date uh we'll have updates as and when things happen but this is all for today uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, Locks and Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube, so if you haven't hit subscribe over there, feel free to do so. Like I said, we're getting close to a new milestone, which is exciting for me. It helps me out. It helps you out. You get notified when new episodes go live. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing another draft profile. Uh, we're going to be talking all about Leo Carlson, who is a player that I am very, very intrigued by and would take on the Blue Jackets in a heartbeat. So we're going to be talking about him with Patrick Bexell from uh, Habs Eyes on the Prize, uh, European scouting uh, report, really, really smart Swedish uh, draft expert. And uh, I've been Jeff Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay. Locked on.